Welcome to Incredible Conversations with me, your host, Isabel Wellman, where incredible discoveries are already within you. Today is a really special podcast. If you're from the UP, you're going to be in for a treat. We have a guest on the show today, but before we dive into that, I just want us to all collect ourselves. I want us to ground into our bodies. We have the full moon. It is going up tonight. We probably, if you have uh, any sense of what's going on in the world, <laughs> you uh, may have been feeling just tension and feeling maybe a pull between surrendering and feeling as if you're collapsing in on yourself or you're purging. You're feeling just full of tension. So we are going to illuminate that and we're going to bear witness to that. We want to harness that, that emotion that is living within us, whatever we need to ground into and recognize so that we can release it. Let's bring ourselves into a space, whether you're sitting or driving or if you can close your eyes, I mean, do what you got to do, but take this moment to be still. We're going to begin with a little breathing exercise. So wherever you're at, whatever you can manage, whatever you can do, find yourself grounded in some way, shape, or form through your feet, through your butt. And we're just going to close the eyes if that's available to you. We're going to inhale through the nose, fill up the belly as full as you can. Allow that breath to sit at the top. Feel that breath. Harness that breath, acknowledge that breath. And on the next exhale, release fully out of the lungs. Let that breath go and witness how you'll never experience that breath again. Continue with this a few rounds on your own at your own pace. And let's ground into our present selves. Let's ground into that present moment. Let us feel into any discomfort. Let's feel into any parts of ourselves that are feeling any undercurrents that are, are happening in our lives. There's a lot of shit going on in the world today, guys. There's a lot of mayhem. There's a lot of craziness, a lot of confusion, a lot of un or questionable areas that, you know, when we don't have control, it can feel overwhelming. It, it can really grab our hearts and it can wrench on it. And the best way to move through that is to sit in those feelings, is to recognize those feelings, is to exactly bear witness and allow it. Because our growth happens when we are pressured, when we are being asked, you know what, you're not allowed to have control right now. You're not allowed to have these things that you're used to. So how are you going to adapt? How are you going to adjust? How are you going to bring yourself out of your own puddle of sadness, your own puddle of remorse and lift up? And so when we're in this full moon, it, it's a Pisces full moon, it's a water element. And we're gonna be wanting to dive into art escapism, sound healing, and, you know, spirals of unbearable motion that may be consuming us. So are you going to, you know, allow this sweet flow of emotion 
happen or are you going to try to contain it and make it a doomsday inside your body? Because we can step forward or backwards in this day and age. We can, you know, go into that growth where we're allowing discomfort, rebirth, expansion, higher consciousness, or we could go backwards and we could dive more deeper into the comfort zone, into our fears, into overwhelming situations, ignorance, avoidance. And with that said, I just want you to ground into whatever you're particularly, particularly feeling pulled to. <laughs> One more big breath all together, a big inhale into the lungs, fill yourself up, ground into some sort of love, Hold your breath at the top and release that fully. Welcome again. I love it. That is a great way to start the show, especially when we can feel so much in a day. So for our special guest today, we have the lovely Taylor Way, a particularly special person to me, um, probably the first woman influence in my shifting from young adult or very like young child to young adult life um just in like the 2015-16 era and where i began to dive into how divine the feminine just juju is between ladies and how wholesome conversations can really help spread your wings and kick your ass and get you where you want to be going so without further ado, I want to welcome Taylor onto the show. Hello, how's it going? Oh, so good. How have you been feeling lately? I've been feeling pretty damn good, actually. Um, last week was like, I feel like my pre-full moon, it must have been like we were talking about earlier. And uh, I released a lot of emotions and recognize something in myself that I needed to change and was able to communicate about that and that felt like a weight off my chest and it was just it was really good so this week I've been absolutely crushing it feeling feeling right on really I've just been really grateful for everything that's been happening in my life and I love it mm. yes the word grateful such a good energy when we get around that word Yes. I want to jump into that a little bit deeper. So when we bring up this gratefulness in difficult situations, just like we're going through, a lot of us are feeling that pressure of this, this day. What are some ways of, of being grateful? How do you even harness the ability to be just that when we are going through hard shit? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I feel like I always focus on all the little things. I've always tried to do that. And I realized um, as a teenager, I needed to do that even more than I was doing. So like simple things like a tree swaying in the wind, like little tiny things. A lot of it has to do with the outside for me. I always focus on just the fact that we're floating through space in this little bubble of a planet. And I'm always trying to remind myself that when I get, you know, scattered all over the place into the world and need to ground myself. I just kind of try to be as grateful as I possibly can just for the earth and the ground. Yes. When you dive into that 
your own grounding, where do you feel like you have seen like your, your best or where, I guess what I'm trying to ask is when you are grateful, what do you notice? Like what change in your life do you notice between your moments of maybe being in a sulking area or being in that grateful mindset? Um, I think the most noticeable thing is probably the fact that you don't sweat the bullshit small stuff that our brains naturally, I don't know, I guess mine does a lot, try to stress about little dumb things. And when you're focusing on being grateful, like the little stuff you can just laugh about and brush it right off. Um, That's like something really simple that I've noticed. we bring ourselves into the difficult situations and we're able to yeah we're brushing off anything that's so minute that's really we detach the ego from it or maybe our own judgment from it um where you found that the most beneficial or like something that's coming up in your life maybe on repeat maybe a lesson that you've been having to learn we're taking that practice of being grateful and being like, wow, I can either, yeah, choose to be really negative about this, or I could choose to be really one-sided on it, or I can choose the higher end. Like, what is something that really comes up? And maybe even in, like, a workplace, like, what have you been experiencing? I was actually going to just talk about the workplace. Um, (laughs) I, something that has drastically changed in the last, I would say, year, um, is prior to this year, I have always put so much pressure on myself to try to figure out what I want to do career-wise. And I've always thought I wanted to be in the mental health field, but I didn't really want to go to college because I'm bad at dedicating myself to college. Um, And I realized in the last year that I was completely caught up in my own mind trap of creating the chaos that I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do and then being so absorbed in the fact that I can't figure it out. I wasn't just like calm and clear headed enough to just think about what I actually want to do. So now once I had this big, it was a whole big, you know, epiphany in my mind that went on for a couple months and I started realizing all these things. I started easing up on myself about trying to figure out what I'm going to do and just be present in my day to day life because my day-to-day life is incredible. I have a good job. I have health insurance. Like I live in an incredible home. I get to play all the time. I do whatever I want for fun. I have nothing holding me back. And I started really just being grateful for all the incredible things in my life. And I, everything started falling into place with my head as far as figuring out what I want to do career-wise. And now I have some all kinds of options popping up and different like directions I could go in. And I feel so grounded and whole knowing that I can, like, I'm fine as far as figuring out a career. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm like ready to explode in my direction and I feel it inside of me. And it's, it's been incredible. I really can't say how good I feel enough right now. <laughs> yes, I, I love the, I can feel that. I feel your warmth when you talk about it. Uh, I, I really. It's been a long journey. <laughs> yes. How, I guess, like, could you estimate, like, when, 
like maybe in like years or days or months, like when you noticed that shift in yourself, like when did that start happening? Um, I would say probably coming up on just about a year, I was working a really, really stressful, not healthy job at the time for myself. Um, and I was there for almost two years and it was a really hard situation to leave because I wanted to make the place better. And I felt hopeful that there was a chance it could improve. Um, but I would talk about all this, all these problems with my boyfriend, of course. And he was like, he just really wanted me to get out of there. And one day I finally realized like, I need to put in my notice immediately. I need to get out of there because I'm stuck in this little trap. And it was the first job that I put my a notice in with having zero backup plan. And that was like a huge deal for me because I've never done anything like that. Um, and when I did that, like the next day after talking with my boyfriend, literally the next day I went and quit at my work and I gave myself like a month to find a job. But that was, that was the beginning of it all. I would say just about a year ago, I realized like I can do whatever I need to do to be happy. And ever since then, I've realized how good that made me feel. And I'm going to focus on doing that now, making decisions like that for the rest of my life. So right around then is when it probably started. That's fantastic. For like leaving a mental health area of work, how did that affect you and your own mental health? Like, Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I was like a new person. It, I've worked, I mean, this, this job that I'm talking about was just really unorganized and terribly run. Um, but so that was a whole different story. The mental health field itself, I mean, I, I had some incredible jobs there, but this job specifically, leaving that job was like a complete weight off my chest. Um, I was 100% a new person. I felt like really happy when I came home from work every day. Uh, I felt like excited about life. I felt like I wasn't just caught up in my own head thinking of all the terrible, crazy crisis situations I was dealing with all day. It, it was, it was like a new version of myself, just quitting that job. And I realized that I'm never going to work a job that sucks the life out of me like that ever again. So yeah, it was, it was pretty powerful. Raise you for saying that because so many people get stuck. They just get so damn stuck. And yep. I have to do this. I have to make ends meet. If I don't have a said backup plan, I'm going to die. Like they go to this yeah. day alternative, which is, you know, realistically it's, it's, I'm going to go to my last podcast, take a five second minute, like take five seconds to yep. breathe and to just like realize what is going on in your body. And, um, I feel like the more we can be present with ourselves or even become mindful of mm -hmm. what it is to literally practice presence and recognizing that, hey, I'm a human. Our breath is something that's automatic. We don't have to think about it. So let's go to that automatic thing that's so easy to us. And let's focus on that for just one minute. Let me set my timer on my phone, close my eyes, be with that uh, occurrence that is naturally happening in our bodies already, give it our time of day and see what happens. See what you're feeling. Listen to what your thoughts are. Listen to what 
your body is speaking in terms of like aches and pains or tension or how could that be relating to, yeah, the stresses that are coming from work, from a relationship, from expectation, so forth, so on. And how are we trying to mold ourselves into those certain containers of life? Such a such a deeper question. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Are you said you're setting your timer? Oh, not literally right now, but just okay. in general. Gotcha. Everyone <laughs> would just, you know, go about that on their own pace and their own time. I feel like that is like the crucial starting point to getting, yeah, in our present selves is just being aware of that. And then once you're aware, then you can begin that gratefulness practice where you literally just, I mean, for me, it was sitting there and like, all right, I'm grateful that I have legs, that I write yeah. three things in the morning. I have legs, I can see, and I have a dog. All right, great. But then over time, that develops a little bit deeper. You become a little bit more aware of what's going on around you, your body, your life. And then- yeah begin to journal about those experiences, so to say. <laughs> and then once you're great, once you start practicing being grateful for all the small things, like you said, as it progresses, eventually you start being grateful for everything. And like, it can be terrible, terrible shit that's happened to you. And you can learn how to genuinely feel grateful for the experience. So it's huge. Have you witnessed the, like the cause and effect of what it is like to, you know, have a certain situation happen where, like, m maybe what one of your life lessons that you, in this body that you're given, in this identity you were thrown, um, talking more of like a deeper soul aspect here, but whatever you're given, whatever lessons you have, do you feel like you have been able to recognize any of those lessons and have you began moving through them or do you understand like what you are here to learn in this lifetime so to say yeah I feel like that's always changing um as well like you're always learning these new things about about yourself but one of the biggest thing that comes out in my mind one of the biggest life lessons I guess and this is still something that's a part of me and something I deal with all the time but it's literally it's been the the biggest blessing in disguise I've ever, like, I, I, I didn't even realize was just like having terrible anxiety as a kid um, and as a teenager. So, yeah, that's what I think of. Do you want me to go into that? <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind sharing, I'd love for you to. No, I had just terrible anxiety as a kid without even realizing it was anxiety. We always thought like I had a heart problem or something was wrong with me in some way. I had some sort of illness and I just remember it being totally physical. Like I'd go to the doctors and get an EKG and make sure my heart was okay because my heart would just beat out of my chest. We used to think I had stomach problems. Um, so it all developed as like physical issues when I was a little kid. And then I started realizing what it could possibly be as a teenager. And yeah, it kind of wrecked me for a little bit, but it, it didn't because I learned so much from that. It pushed me into working in the mental health field and I was able to help so many other kids and teenagers and adults with anxiety and depression and just at risk kids. I mean, I've worked like I've 
I've made it a point that I, I realized I needed to do something bigger than myself because I was so focused on myself and being so caught up in all the anxiety that I was experiencing and like how to get better, how to figure this out, like I, how to function at simple events and social things. Um, so once I started working with handicapped kids and um, I got a job in a psychiatric treatment, residential treatment facility. And that was like a whole nother level of anxiety and abuse and any kind of mental illness you can imagine. Um, and just pushing myself to help other people made me realize how small my problems really were and how much of my anxiety was I was just creating in my own head all the time and listening to those negative thoughts and anxious thoughts, whatever. Um, so it, it helps. I mean, even within the first couple of years of working in the mental health field, I was like, man, I am solid now. I didn't need to take any more medication. Um, it was, it was a really powerful thing. Um, it definitely made me realize that I hold all the strength that I need inside me. And when I was dealing with severe anxiety, I was always looking for other people and other things, substances, anything like outside situations to help me feel better inside. And that was obviously not actually going to help me. Once I started realizing that it was all going to be up to me, I, I started getting a lot better. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that so. Yeah, quite literally. There's a lot. <laughs> I could talk about anxiety forever. Um, it was it was a big situation in my life, but but one of the first things that I that helped me, one of the very first things I talked about the mental health field, but the very first thing that that was like the biggest was learning how to be grateful. Um, and like you said, I started out with small little things: this bed, my pillow, my dog, uh, my family, whatever. And I just really started, like I started doing a, like a gratitude practice every day. And sometimes it felt cheesy. Sometimes it was like, oh God, is this actually going to help me at all? But it a hundred percent did. Um, and now I'm, I can't imagine who I would be today if I didn't have to go through that rough, rough anxiety era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You quite literally took your own issue and you worked through it literally with other people and yeah you know on top so to say right yeah. <laughs> to, to hold it and to to almost like not take responsibility for it um just because anxiety and depression and all that is so hard to talk about and to and uh, this is my other question how do you like how do you how do you discuss to other people like what it is like for someone to undergo that kind of situation? Like I, you know, like I grew up with a brother who was severely depressed. He tried to commit suicide a couple times. And like, as a young child, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I yeah. knew what that meant. I just knew that like within myself, like I have always held myself responsible for feeling terrible about like my disconnect with my brother because of this. I feel like I was so distant from my family because growing up, I saw that he was this, this problem child. That's what I would always hear my parents talk about or like people talk about her. Um, yeah. 
growing up, different kids making fun of him and bullying him and stuff. And then that almost caused me resistance to have empathy for him. And I've uh-huh. always struggled with that in my own self where I'm extra hard on me. And if I'm sad, I don't allow myself to feel those feelings or in the past I haven't. Or if someone's having a hard time, I can't truly connect because I'm so, I'm just so goddamn rough. <laughs> like I can't, yeah. I, I, before I couldn't soften. Now I'm, I've like gained a lot of, a lot more empathy yeah. and compassion, but how, like, what is a good for someone who, you know, is living with a family member or a relationship where one person is undergoing that kind of mental distress? Like, how do you aid someone from that standpoint? Well, I feel like something that pops out right away is don't try to fix them right away. Like, don't try to fix the problem and you don't have to try to come up with answers on, like, they just need to do this, 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 this. I feel like that's something people who are dealing with anxiety or depression or any kind of mental illness, I feel like they need to find those answers themselves and they're not truly going to change until they find it themselves. So one of the best things for you to do is just like be there for them and be empathetic, be understanding, like help, help them find themselves, but don't push too much. Um, and when you notice something that's helping them, like point that out and give them encouragement. I don't know. I feel like when I, when I think about how anxious I used to be, I always would describe it as like, I felt like a tornado inside my head. Like my head was just always a tornado thinking of all kinds of things that could go wrong, analyzing everything. Like, I don't know, just like a lost puppy. So really just being there for them and loving them no matter what and knowing that they're going to have bad days and not trying your best not to become bitter about some of the things that happen when someone, you know, acts out on those anxieties, acts out on that, anything. Um, That's just the, those are some simple things I feel like. I really like those because um, what I've like learned through this little, like my own little, what I call my therapy, (laughs) the rising women website or Instagram, actually, I took this month course, best investment I ever made, Um, changed my view on myself, but then on just, yeah, the same, like my brother situation kind of, and like what really helped me to understand that was to, yeah, to not try to control the outcome, not to control what is going to happen because you don't have control. And I actually was, I thought I understood this before, but before moving out of, or away from Colorado, I was literally kept in Colorado until I paid my dues, got my karma, like my karmic debt (laughs) out of the way, like told all my truths that needed to be said. And one of my really good friends I've had for a couple of years, she had just moved to the area and she, when I met up, I was giving her some of my old, uh, like winter gear and stuff. And you know how it is when you link up with an old buddy, you chat for four freaking hours. Yeah. <laughs> so this parking lot conversation or exchange just turned into like a, a half of our day, uh, conversation about how, moving through relationships because I was dealing so heavily with that at the time. Um, Like she was explaining how uh, her and her partner were on this break. And then they came to this point of, you know, Hey, 
did you like go off and do anything with anyone else so forth so on um one party had said uh that like they lied and they weren't truthful and so it ate them up and so they were honest about it but she came back with like regardless of like if he would have or like if they would have told me like yes i did this right off the bat or no it wouldn't have changed anything like even if he had or she had it wouldn't have changed her love for that person because of who she knows that person is like we can't just dictate or judge people or put such heavy weight on people for how they react or how they express themselves when we are almost accompanied with fear or with yeah fear of being our most authentic self to not harm the other person because when we god when we feel like we're going to disrupt the peace or disrupt the comfort within that bond that connection it can ourselves ourselves it can torment us but then because we think we're doing everyone a service we're disservicing ourselves first and that just leads us to causing this ripple effect of oh you didn't even learn your lesson start over just be truthful or allow that to be recognized because you can't change anything like you can't change your truth and her little uh, like what stuck with me that she said was you know i could get in my car I could assume I'm going to make it to town, get in a car accident, and die. I can't change anything that's going to happen. So to play yep. such emotion or such like, drama, <laughs> mind drama. <laughs> yep, melodrama of the mind. Yeah, I feel like that's one thing I've been noticing a lot in the last year that's also changed is I've, I'm realizing how – if you start paying attention to how, I don't know if it's the same, I'm sure with other, some people, my mind naturally goes to like disturbing, messed up thoughts sometimes. And I don't even realize it's happening, but I'll like be thinking these things. I'll be in a situation and all of a sudden I'll think like this terribly disturbing, like, whoa, thought. But if for the longest time, I mean, that would happen and I wouldn't even notice it. And now I'll notice it and I'll be like, what the fuck, Taylor? Do you hear your own self right now? Like you really were just thinking about that. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you gotta, and whatever. So I've been, I've been doing a lot better about pulling myself out of those thoughts, like realizing, Jesus, you do not need to be thinking like that and forgiving myself for, for thinking that and just moving on, like letting that go. Okay, I'm not going to be dwelling on whatever such and such negative thought. That was ridiculous. That's not going to change anything. Like I'm, it, a lot of it is attempting to control scenarios or what people say or what people don't say. And it's just a big like mind game that we almost do to ourselves. And I've, I've done a lot better. And I think I'm a lot happier in this last year because I've realized how how much you can actually be in control of what you think about <laughs> and you don't have to be sitting there focusing on all those negative overwhelming anxious whatever whatever they are thoughts so it's been helpful that is something i think a lot of us need to hear because mm -hmm. of all the shit we're going through i mean we yeah we what's that saying you sow what you reap so yep seeds of yeah, torment in your mind. Well, what's going to show up in your real physical everyday reality? Torment in some way or form. It's just going to 
cycle back through just like, yeah, just like a breath going through your body. You deal yeah. with it once, but you have to deal with it all the way through. And that breath is going to keep happening. So it's just dependent. Are you going to deal with that issue on that first breath, on the second one? I mean, you can go all day, literally, nonstop. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. I, it's like a, some, something that's helped is I feel like when you are overwhelmed and thinking of negative thoughts, your heart and your, 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 your body itself like closes in on those those thoughts and you just like it's almost an attempt to push them away like pretend they're not there just close 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 and when I catch myself thinking those whatever thoughts they are disturbing messed up fucking obnoxious wrong like dramatic thoughts just to like stay open and almost like make the conscious decision like you're gonna let that go not just like close around it and lock it away for later because I feel like we all do that without even realizing but just actively like let those thoughts go especially the reoccurring like whatever anything out of fear jealousy like things like that just knowing when to like let go so they don't come back because they don't have to come back but when you keep when I would just keep pushing them away and pretending like, no, okay. Uh, like you have to let them go. And, and that's when you truly change how you're thinking and you start having a lot less of those negative thoughts because you're actively letting them go when you catch yourself thinking them. The importance of being present. <laughs> yes. Like that is, yeah, that's going to be like how you can even recognize like, all right, I need to, like, I feel this way. I need to let this go. How am I going to, like, what, what does that mean in my mind? Does that mean that I need to, you know, address a certain situation that happens, a certain thought pattern? Um, I feel like we just get so stuck in those habitual ways. I mean, we're all yep. infinite creators. <laughs> like, that's what we yes. are. And we create, like, first in the mind and then second in real life. And I think that can apply for anything. It can apply for, you know, if you have a dream, exactly what you said, you were in a job where you were feeling shitty. Well, yeah. you allowed yourself to get out and then you set yourself free. Well, that was quite literally you taking that creation of a thought where, you know, I could be here. So let me make an adjustment physically so that I can be there, not just in my mind, but in real life. And then it brings you out of, that darkness and it, it puts you in that light force. Yep. I love it. <laughs> Do you have any other advice or any other things that you would like to share about anxiety or how to con like how to maybe develop a practice or an example of your own practice? I definitely feel like it's worth saying I have no like magic answers for anybody. Everybody is different. Everybody's anxiety is a lot different. I still deal with my anxiety, but I have like come a long way with, with how I deal with it. And it still pops up all of the same things that used to cause me trouble still pop up. Um, but I just do a lot better job of letting them go when they come up and it takes a long time for everybody to get there. Um, so people have to listen to themselves and do whatever they feel is right. But that being said, I, <laughs> I've noticed like some people get really upset when you tell them like, you should go outside and get some exercise a little bit more like that will help you. Um, 
it's not trying to like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people oversimplify that, but it's like scientifically proven to help <laughs> your brain to get exercise and be outside. Like you need to do that. It's really easy to get caught up in your own head and stay in your room and just shut down and like hermit up. And, and that doesn't help like that. That's not helping you. It does, even if you're not a big nature person, like I, I always encourage people at least get some exercise, like get your pot, your body pumping. Um, go to therapy, take meds. If you need to read therapeutic books, that's a huge thing that helped me. I was never able to find a therapist that I like could fully, I just, I couldn't find like the one. And I started just reading a lot of therapeutic books and talking to like my close friends that I could open up to about this. And that was a huge game changer. Um, I would say put yourself in those uncomfortable situations and push yourself to confront the fears. I have a lot of like social anxiety and that's, that's like the biggest thing I deal with now. Um, and you just have to make yourself do it and realize that you got through it afterwards and like see how it, it really wasn't that big of a deal and just like congratulate yourself when you get through those little things. Um, like we were talking about, be grateful for every little step. <laughs> um, there's this book, it's called The Untethered Soul, and it has changed my life drastically. I think everybody should read it. Um, but there's this quote. Do you want me to read the quote? Ooh. I feel like it, it kind of sums up what I'm trying to say and something that's helped me a lot. But it's billions of things could happen that you haven't even thought of yet. The question is not whether they will happen. Things are going to happen. The real question is whether you want to be happy regardless of what happens. The purpose of your life is to enjoy and learn from your experiences. You were not put on earth to suffer. You're not helping anybody by being miserable. Regardless of your philosophical beliefs, the fact remains that you were born and you were going to die. During the time in between, you get to choose whether or not you want to enjoy the experience. Events don't determine whether or not you're going to be happy. They're just events. You determine whether or not you're going to be happy. You can be happy just to be alive. You can be happy having all these things happen to you and then be happy to die. If you can live this way, your heart will be so open and your spirit will be so free that you will soar up to the heavens. <laughs> I just love that. That makes sense. Life's too short to be caught up in the chaos of your head. And it's really easy to do that. But it's difficult to force yourself to stop paying attention to every little thought. And I feel like that book has definitely changed me as an entire human being. So I love it. That's the Untethered Soul by who? I'm Michael Singer. Michael Singer. Yep. That is on my list. <laughs> you got to read it. I have all kinds of books on my list from talking with you too. <laughs> so I, I feel like honestly, that is such a great resource these days. Like we have these podcasts, we have audio books, we have, I mean, physical books. I enjoy the physical holding and reading. It's yes. Same. It just, yeah, just the comfort and coziness around that is important. But I really enjoyed how, how, yeah, it just, like, you can choose, and you always have that choice, and our life is choices, I mean, infinite choices, infinite creations of whatever we want that said choice to be, and I've, I read in a Deepak Chopper book, um, the seven spiritual laws of success, yeah. and 
we learned this uh, psychology or law or whatever theory in high school or in most schools, and it's the Pavlo one where, you know, to teach a dog to ring a doorbell, to go outside, you put the treat there, so he's going to salivate. Well, eventually, you don't even need the treat anymore. You ring the bell, and the dog starts salivating. And the yes. It's, it's classic. It's, it is just reiterating that we can be conditioned so easily to believe in certain ways of being or certain reactions is what I guess I'm trying to get at. Um, and so, you know, if I were to say, hey, Taylor, I really hate how your mood is today. Like, you could either one react, wow, that was bold, you suck, and I hate you, or you could be like, I don't give a shit, and you don't know what's going on in my life, or, you know, like, you could just completely let it go. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you worried about somebody else's mood? <laughs> yes, exactly, because, and that's, that's such a great point, because when you, something else I read was, you know, like in an achievement, like this is more like towards a working mindset, I guess, or like maybe business uh, directed, but you will never hear someone who is higher than you complain or make a comment about the work you're doing because they are so focused on what they're doing. They're so present with themselves. They don't have time to care about what the hell you're doing or how you're doing it or what you're feeling about it. <laughs> yep, that's the goal. That's where we got to try to be at. <laughs> Obviously, easier said than done. But that's where I feel like we all need to try to get to. Solely focusing on our own self and giving our own self the energy that we need. Because that's all we really have. Yes, it really is. Um, I want to share a hardship also, thank you for sharing all of your, I mean, your um, just everything with mental health and being brave to bring that here because that's not easy to talk about. It's not easy to share the shit that we've dealt with and how we deal with that and how we can open up in such big spaces these days. But I am a strong believer that vulnerability, God, that is what is going to set us all so free. <laughs> yes. I appreciate you being a space that I can talk about those things with, and I'm glad that you invited me to come onto the show. <laughs> well, I'm so honored because, yeah, like, uh, being able to share a hardship and, like, especially in relationships, um, you know, Everyone thinks that they're supposed to be so easy, so much fun, so magical. All right, great, sure. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to play that. That is how it is. Like, yeah. that's what it can be if you choose that every day. But it, again, you have to choose that every day. But you also need to choose to bring up the shit that makes you angry and the shit that makes you want to scream. <laughs> I, uh, the, the uncomfortable things, which obviously come up all the time in life. Yeah, and like re relating it back when we can be grateful for that versus see it as such a, oh, I have to bring this up. Oh, this is going to hurt. Oh, I'm close, not close, 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 close. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Your little head just goes back in the shell. You don't pop out for a while. <laughs> I, uh, what was it? It was, 
I was talking to Dan about this the other day and I was just, I, I'm trying to be better at communicating. I've never been the best communicator. Um, so that's something I'm really trying to be responsible for. And before I snowball into my hardship, <clears throat> something that I, uh, had to deal with it's it's in my mind that you know i fell into that um not victim but i'm gonna name it that because i don't know a better word right now uh like i fell victim to thinking that oh relationships should be magical and if i don't like something i just need to deal with it and i just need to learn how to cope well you know not necessarily 100 percent and i'd love to hear your two cents after this but i've learned that it's so much easier to bring up every single little thing. I mean, obviously pick and choose your battles. Don't just be a, a douche about it, but <laughs> you can choose what you're gonna bring up that's like very present in you that actually brings up some sort of like, oh, this just really grinds my gears. I can't stand this. But to, to simply say like, hey, I would really appreciate if maybe we could talk about this or if we could look at doing this a different way or maybe we could find a strategy where you could help me feel better if a certain thing was like not done, but um, addressed in a way. So something as silly as uh, like <laughs> slurping when you eat food. And that's <laughs> such a small, funny thing to put a focus on. And you can eat either one, like ignore it or take it into a credibility or like address it. But say like you didn't bring that up for five years and then all of a sudden you just lash out, you lose your mind, you can't stand it anymore. Well, that person that you're with is going to be so confused and questioning, why are you bringing this up now? It's been five years and you've, you know, like what, why now? And it, do you feel like it, it's a better better to address those things faster or do you think that yeah that you would find yourself in any kind of situation that you can relate to like blow oh, yeah I feel like you I am just like you I have a hard time communicating especially about like my weaknesses and in, in especially in my relationship um relationships are fucking hard dude like <laughs> because so many things do happen and there's just so much energy between the two of you all the time and I overanalyze things and I overanalyze my own feelings and thoughts too much. Um, so whenever I, I'll catch myself like feeling something about that. And the biggest thing that's helped me is I'll, a lot of times I'll just go outside. I usually go to like a body of water and just sit somewhere comfortable and I'll write down like whatever I'm struggling with, like what, what's pissing me off or what's making me sad or what's whatever what's happening when I feel that way? Like when, what situations are happening where I start to feel that way? Okay, whose problem is it? Is it my problem? Is it their problem? Is it, is it somebody else's problem? Is it both our problem? And narrowing it down to those little things really helps me communicate about it better because I feel like whenever I try to communicate about how I'm feeling in the exact moment, if it's something stressful or, or, sad or upset I don't communicate as well as I would like to so I always like to map it all out on paper or just at least in my head and then remind myself like okay is this something I need to just deal with on my own is this something I need to communicate about or 
what do I need to do more of? What do I need my partner or whoever else you're talking about to do more of? And just laying it out, mapping it out. Cause I feel like it's really easy to get caught up in emotions and it helps to just get those concrete thoughts out on paper and dissect it from there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Seeing what those triggers are, seeing yep. what, like, this is my trigger and then address, like communicating that with your partner, be like, Hey, this is what triggers me because of this. And then when both parties have that awareness and that yep. is mindful, like, Oh, Hey, I could really like, because I love my partner, I, or I have this big emotion that yeah. love, I'm just going to say, stick with that. Yes. We want to serve. We always want to selflessly serve whoever, whenever in that loving way and to, yeah, to choose that instead. And of it's hard. It's hard to ask for help when you know you need to ask for help. <laughs> so knowing when, knowing when it's time to just ask and communicate about those difficult things is huge. And it's like a mutual thing. I feel like what relationships, I mean, they fail if you're always needing other people to cater to your needs. Like I always try to remind myself, okay, what can I do to make this better for myself and for my partner? And what do I need them to do to make it better for themselves and myself? Stuff like that. Yeah, I've, I've, that's my snowball of, I have never been able to hold myself responsible. That has been what this whole full moon gratefulness practice has led me to acknowledge the most is like growing up, <clears throat> I thought that I was so dependent on myself when really it was just, uh, you know, like through growing up. Um, being like brushed off at a friend's house for a couple days to a week at a time. Parents were busy doing work and stuff. I didn't think twice about it. I loved it. Like I really did. But growing up, I look back and I see how that actually created such a traumatic experience of me having to rely on someone else to provide love for myself. Yes. <laughs> And that sucked. It sucked really bad. And I feel really shitty for, not that I regret anything that's happened or that I've left or like whatever's happened between me and past partners. Um, but, but yeah, that's a shitty realization. I know what you mean. Yeah, that I have, like, I, I put myself and I put my responsibility, I put everything that was mine to take charge of on them. And to to like as an adult realize how unfair that had to feel unconsciously <laughs> and my partner if they were aware of it like that brings me like I'm almost disturbed by it but talking about having to bear witness and be grateful for all yes you deal with like it makes you come full circle be like hey you were too young to realize this you realize it now you take that lesson, you take the choice of being consciously present, consciously aware, and now we can fucking let you out of this container. Let yep. that freak flag fly. <laughs> like I said earlier, it pulls your head out of your own ass. <laughs> 
Yeah, sometimes you realize that you've had your head stuck up your ass and you got to pull it out. And it sucks that you had your head stuck up your ass, but it feels really good to pull it out because now you're going to try to never put it back up there again. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I love this. I love this so much. This is just rich. Just <laughs> fucking We awesome. could talk forever. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I, uh, yeah, I think that with that being said, to damn ourselves, this is a little quote from a little podcast I listened to today with uh, Paul Seelig. And, you know, when we damn ourselves, when we damn another, we are damning the divine. And I see the divine and what the divine is, is just everything around us. So to recognize that there is some kind of higher power, you, you can see this as God, you can see this as Buddha, you can see this as self source whatever you see this as doesn't actually matter. Not that it doesn't matter. I respect and honor everyone's opinion there, but you just need something to believe in. And I think that even if you're like an atheist or something, just believing in some sort of higher consciousness at that point, a divine where everything is one, like we have all I mean, I believe in reincarnate, reincarnation, that we have lived these lives multiple times, that we are exactly where we are in these bodies, in these different roles as certain lessons um, to, to only progress us and to only make our souls aware or make it more prominent for our next life or whatever that might look like. But yeah, to damn the divine, we're, we're really just holding ourselves in that darkness and we're not allowing ourselves to reach that full potential or to reach that that outer worldly community of union as a collective and that's uh that's really all i have it's beautiful i love it and like when you what you were saying earlier when you're realizing like you haven't been taking responsibility when you are feeling that muck, like that heaviness of, holy shit, I've been doing this, that thing that I like am embarrassed about. I don't want to do that anymore. Like that's, that's like some of the most important feelings you can have because it's changing you so much for the better as a human being. And you're just going to like know, know what direction you want to head. So being like, I'm really thankful that you shared that because that's something I've been realizing about myself as well. And we were talking about this earlier, um, being grateful for that because that's heavy stuff to feel, but knowing that it's going to make you unleash like your full potential as a human being. So those, those are good things. Yeah. I love it. We are going to <clears throat> wrap it up on that note. Thank you so much again. I honor the shit out of your soul. You're so amazing. I've always, always looked up to you. And just thank you for sharing everything. And I hope that everyone out there is able to take this conversation with, with whatever they need to take from it. Allow those feelings to be felt. Allow your choices to be conscious and to reflect what you want your life to be and believe that you deserve you deserve to be happy you deserve to be living your best life and that's not always going to feel comfortable that's not always going to be easy that's not always going to be 
it's not gonna always feel the easiest, but life is meant to be easy. Life is meant to be enjoyed. We're not just put here to suffer. That's not the yeah. point. As a collective though, we can see it as a, an overall suffering. And it's what, what's your job? What are you going to do to make not only your life, but to serve the lives around you, to serve the environment around you? Do you have any last words, Taylor, before we have? That was beautiful. I love everything you say, dude. It was great to chat with you. And I appreciate you letting me talk to you about personal things like this. I'm really thankful for our time over the last couple of days that we've been discussing. So thank you. Keep it up you're crushing it love it i appreciate those words and i'm sure you'll be back very soon <laughs> probably <laughs> this will happen again so everyone please 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 share this message with whoever you can if you know someone who could benefit please reach out and give it to them give that power to them we want to serve as much as possible, and that is the point of this podcast, to unselfishly, selfishly serve <laughs> through love, because that's the point. So yes. thank you for everyone for listening out there, and we will see you again soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Incredible Conversations. Slowly echoes throughout your car as the podcast comes to an end. Sitting there in fascination, curiosity, and solitude, the visions of how you want to superfuel your success dance along in your mind. A deep belief has awakened, and you're empowered to consciously create your life by optimizing your energy and healing from the inside out. You've subscribed to the podcast, have left your five-star review, and shared this episode with a friend because of the new intentions you've created for yourself. You have your foot on the gas, hand on the wheel, and you no longer need a GPS to know where you're going. <laughs>